When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino style games to choose from, you too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. From Autosport.com and Autosport Magazine, I'm Ariana Bravo and this is the Autosport Podcast. Lewis Hamilton has taken pole position in Qatar with a remarkable lap four and a half tenths ahead of his title rival Max Verstappen. Valtteri Bottas will line up behind his teammate on the grid tomorrow and alongside Pierre Gasly, who had a fantastic session winding up P4 despite issues at the end of the session that brought out yellow flags. At the time of recording, Verstappen, Bottas and Sainz have all been summoned to the stewards for failing to respect the yellow flags. In Verstappen's case, that relates to double yellows, while Bottas and Sainz are in relation to single yellows. I am joined by Alex Kalinorkas, Autosports Grand Prix editor, and he's going to take us through all of today's action and, of course, the issues that have arisen since. Alex, how are you doing out here in Qatar as well? How is everything? Uh, very well, thank you, Ariana. L- little bit tired, you know. We're hard at work in the in the hot desert sun. I was out. Actually, I have to say, I was very much enjoying myself uh, being stood out on the inside of Turn 14 during uh, the third practice session. It's amazing watching those Mercedes and Red Bull cars come through there. It's just really interesting to go out there because that's where Red Bull were quicker. One of the few spots around the track in FP1 and FP2. So I just wanted to see what was going on. It was just really fascinating to see how Lewis Hamilton taking a much tighter line actually cutting not not quite cutting but just clipping the inside of the astro turf on the inside of the corner with his right front wheel but anyway yeah just adds up to a, a long day and 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 ex, uh, you know exertion exertions and effort being put in and it it never seems to end at the moment in this formula one season because of the constant uh, summons of various drivers of various indiscretions and you have to say looks like it's going to be quite a few slam dunk penalties that will alter the grid tomorrow based on what we thought it was going to look like at the end of q3 
Yes, and let's uh, start with that. Originally, I was going to start with, you know, talking about Lewis's lap and everything. But as you said, after qualifying, we've had lots of different uh, things unfold. So let's just clear those up straight away for everyone listening, because I'm sure they'll be very intrigued. As I mentioned in the intro, Verstappen, Bottas and Carlos Sainz all summoned to the stewards. Can you talk us through why they have been summoned and the penalties that we maybe think may be coming their way? Okay, so this all stems from Pierre Gasly's um, run, as you said, Ariana, at the end of Q3. He was doing excellently, provisionally in fourth place, and he just absolutely throws it into turn 15. Very, very fast uh, left-hander, about 90 degrees, but it's the, the the high speed corner on the track just after turn 14, which which ends sort of run of successive very, very, fr- uh, very, very fast right-handers at the uh, at the end of the third sector. Um, but there's quite, I wouldn't call them lethal curbs on the outside based on places like, compared to places like the Red Bull Ring where F1 has gone, you know, before. They are just very, they are, they're serrated, they're raised. And if you do hit them at speed, especially with the cars so low to the floor, you know, all that, you know, being, you know, really pressing down, trying to get all the downforce, it is going to cause problems. We saw that through practice. There was wing damage, you think, at the start of qualifying. Nikita Mazepin, his, his wing hanging off his ass in what's been a very difficult weekend for him with all the problems going on there. Basically, Gasly chucks it into turn 15, that left-hander, goes massively over the curbs, and unfortunately, just the, sh- the vibrations, everything just, just causes the wing to come apart, gets a right front puncture. What's odd, I think, is that I just think it doesn't have time, and obviously with it being difficult to slow the car down, it has to go around the final corner instead of nipping into the pit lane. Um, and uh, obviously there's there's yellow flags flying at various different points, but he carries on down the pit straight, eventually sort of stops uh, opposite, um, just doing, just before the, the grid starts. So it was funny, just during the press conference, um, I was sat up in one of the commentary boxes that overlooked the track above the media centre, and you saw Gasly's car being uh, pushed down the pit straight. Um, but yeah, but it, essentially it was quite confusing. The TV cameras were showing Lewis Hamilton's lap. He was ahead of that, and it cut back to uh, Max Verstappen and Valtteri Bottas who were following. And um, actually, and, and, and as that was as that was going on, it was you know flashing up as a yellow flag in sector three then it disappeared then it came back again but when Verstappen and Bottas came through the timing screens at least was clear there was no yellow flag there's footage very clear footage um of of, of both incidents I'll be honest I haven't looked at the Carlos Sainz incident but with um with Valtteri Bottas who was the first of those three to come through um there's a there's a there's a single yellow flag waving um, the, mark, the, the LED light panels that are around the outside of the track, there's nothing for Bottas, um, he, but he does pass a single yellow flag. For Max Verstappen, it's slightly different. The marker boards show what appear to be a, a white flag, so there's a slow car ahead of you, and then he does pass two double-waved yellow flags, that's what the video shows, and then I assume science is, that, you know, there's at least one yellow waving with that. Um, I do have some sympathy for the drivers in that it's nighttime. If the LED panels weren't showing yellows, you know, it's harder to spot those actual physical flags because they're just that bit naturally darker because they're not obviously LEDs. But at the same time, they have the same weighting as the as the as the marker board uh, system, and you know, Gasly's car is visible to the right at all times. You know, it's 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 quite similar to Verstappen in 2019 at Mexico, his incident there that cost him pole. In fact, that he passed Bottas's crash. They, they. I don't know. You, you would expect drivers of this caliber and at this level to think there's probably going to be a yellow flag. It's tricky. It's very, very tricky. They have got that sort of tunnel vision of oh, we need to get to the line as fast as we can. But yeah, it's just. It, I suspect this will be will be quite costly. And um, I think I think you said um, you know what sort of penalty could we be looking at? Well, there's sort of there's precedent already set, which actually is, is very relevant this week. It's Lewis Hamilton at the 2020 Austrian Grand Prix passing a in that case it was a yellow flag marker board. Um, when Valtteri Bottas had gone off ahead of him there. Well, that was brought up in Mercedes, um, 
appeal to have a um, for, for you know a right of review, you know, instigating can we get a right of review into Verstappen's driving into Lagos? And they argued, you know, that 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 it was additional footage that became available then that led to Hamilton's penalty. Now that's where the, that thing mattering stops because then it, you get into all the, you know, the, the stewards deciding, you know, that it wasn't significant new footage, etc. In the Verstappen case, in terms of his onboard, but why that's relevant is that he passed a single yellow flag on the on the marker board, got a three place grid penalty. So you would assume Bottas and Science will get a three place grid penalty. Verstappen passing double yellow flags, that would be treated more more harshly. You would assume at least five places. Um, possibly more I, I, I doubt it um but yeah that, that that's what I would that's what I would expect I could be wrong but yeah that's what I expect so that would definitely shake things up for tomorrow's race and I'm actually quite intrigued about how things could unfold if that is the case because there's been so much talk of course of you know if um Lewis was to win this race in Saudi and Max was to come home p2 then they would go into Abu Dhabi level on points how much potential do you think there is for Max to make his way through the pack, given that lots of the drivers have already commented on the fact they think there'll be limited overtaking opportunities here because it is just the, the nature of the track doesn't allow for that. Do you think that this could actually throw a bit of a spanner in the works in terms of this championship battle and this idea that everyone has of it going down to this final showdown in Abu Dhabi? Massively, massively. You've got to say it has to go down as Max's first major error of the season. If he is found uh, found, uh, found guilty and things like that, you know, obviously I know that these are broadcast on our social media channels on Autosport in the mornings. So maybe you maybe don't play out my verdict there before uh, before the actual um, steward's uh, decision is, is, you know, is complete. But what I, what I would say is, yeah, if, if he does come to it, it has to go down as a big error. Um, and yeah, it's, it really impacts his chances. Really, really, really does. Because Lewis Hamilton, I fully expect if it's if it's Lewis Hamilton, Pierre Gasly, and Fernando Alonso at the head of the field, Lewis Hamilton will just disappear. The, the race is essentially already won. What's Gasly and Alonso? What are they going to do against the Mercedes at Turn One? You know, it's, it's not their race. He's going to disappear off into the distance. Um, obviously, he does have to worry about his engine reliability. But if he's not being chased by um, Max Verstappen in the Red Bull, you know, he can just take it that little bit easier in terms of himself, the way he's driving, stressing that engine. Um, so yeah. Never write off Max Verstappen. Absolutely never write him off. There's very clever people at Red Bull in terms of strategy. They may be able to use that to get him back ahead. But as you say, Ariana, I'm fully expecting it not to be a particularly interesting race because it's such a technical majority of the track. It's corner, 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 corner. Where is the passing going to come? You you would you would expect him to be able to overtake an Alpine and definitely an Alpha Tower if he comes up behind Gasly because obviously you know they're the sister squads. But yeah, it's it's going to be difficult. It's, it's going to be difficult getting there. So. Tricky, very tricky, I expect, is uh, is the afternoon that Max Verstappen will have. And unfortunately, in this instance, if he is found guilty, all his own fault. Oh, well, we'll keep an eye on the stewards' decision and, of course, keep an eye on all of Autosport's uh, social media and everything. They'll be bringing the news as soon as it breaks. Uh, but let's talk about the qualifying session that we saw today because Lewis Hamilton took that pole position and he did so in style with quite a big margin over uh, Max Verstappen there. I mean, four and a half tenths. That was, that was quite something. What did you make of that performance today? Were you expecting him to pull out a lap with such a margin over his closest rival? No, I think um, even Lewis said he was surprised at the gap. I think um, Red Bull struggling here. You know, we know that um, Verstappen went back towards the sort of wing setup that he had felt very comfortable with when he topped FP1. You know, he said he didn't feel happy in FP2 or FP3. Qualifying said it was all right, just wasn't fast. I think the Mercedes just hit the ground running. They've really, really nailed it. They've got things comfortable. They actually found this all out on Valtteri Bottas's car. It's the, it's the setup that Bottas has been running for the start. The Hamilton went in a different way. They're deliberately trying different things, putting back towards that. And, you know, they, they naturally got together. I think when when Bottas says, oh, 
I'm a bit confused. How can I be so far off when I was ahead in practice? And I think, well, you're just seeing the natural progression of if you put them back towards the same sort of setup. Lewis Hamilton is a faster driver. That's that. That is what that is what would happen. You know, historically, historically, we know that. And it's a bit unfortunate for Bottas to end up behind Verstappen at least for the moment, um, because yeah, you would expect that should that really should have been a front row lockout for Mercedes, considering the pace of the car. But at the same time, what a lap for Lewis Hamilton! What a lap! I do wonder whether he's still he's still fueled by that what he perceives as that injustice of being sent to the back you know in qualifying into Lagos you know these things these motivational things with sports people can be so important you know there's Tom Brady in the NFL still annoyed about things that happened to him 20 years ago and uses that to you know bring out his best so perhaps that's what's happening with Lewis something I don't know but whatever it was was absolutely incredible you know three tenths up on his own already best lap you know, in his second run in Q3, it was it was tremendous, and I saw that, and I thought, well, that's it. No, no one's going to come close. Verstappen, also excellent, also really, really, really good. Clearly, the Mercedes is better at the moment that package than the Red Bull. Verstappen, brilliant, undoes it all right at the end when he doesn't lift off, despite the fact he's got a car in front of him. Okay, out of the way, but ah, just yeah, interesting, interesting, and perhaps a little bit, you know, to, as to an observer, a bit frustrating to see something so good from Verstappen and then potentially it all being undone. Yeah, indeed. It was that's that's the thing. It was uh, going so well for him, but it was well an error. We think at this point we will of course get clarification tomorrow. And I want to talk about some of the shocks that we had in the session. Although it feels like so long ago that we even had uh, these shocks of Checo and Charles Leclerc as well, because obviously we've had all this steward uh, summons and everything since. Everything in F1 these last couple of weekends seems like there's always something new to get on top of. But it was a shock in Q2 because we lost Checo Perez and Charles Leclerc. Let's start with Checo uh, because that was definitely surprising for him to be knocked out and quite a blow to Red Bull in in terms of strategy. Of course, now that we know that Max has been summoned, it does it does change things slightly. Uh, but still a blow nonetheless because they would have wanted to have their drivers as far up the grid as possible uh, when it comes to strategy and this battle for the constructors that we have at hand. Absolutely. I think it was interesting. Matt Slappen was asked about this in the press conference. Well, actually, I asked both him and Bottas if uh, if the yellow flag or any debris from Cassidy's incident had, um, had impacted them. And they both said they hadn't seen a yellow flag or weren't aware of it until after they completed their laps so interesting they uh, we at least pr- pushed them on it but anyway um yeah in terms of in terms of Sergio Perez just I think just the tyres not being able to to get the tyres in the right window and it was, it's tricky because obviously they were trying to get through on the mediums and um and 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 they're, they're very hard mediums you know they are the, the, the what the C2 the C the, the um the C1 is the hardest weekend, the C2, the medium, and the C3, the soft. So even the soft tyre is still, you know, it's that, sometimes that's a hard tyre at other tracks. So it's, it's all the teams basically are struggling a lot with tyre warm-up. I think Mercedes have now that really, really well. Red Bull, as we saw, we have seen at other tracks, you know, that you can catch them out. Actually, this caught out Mercedes in Abu Dhabi last year. It was the soft tyres um, catching them out. But with Perez, just didn't have enough pace on that medium and then brought back to the soft. Even then, he was still complaining about that. So I think that's what appears to have caught them out. But, um, but yeah, you're right. The other shock, uh, Charles Leclerc in the Ferrari that almost more of a shock just because not because you know um obviously he he's in a slower car 
than Perez and the Red Bull, but just the, the radio messages that he was broadcasting, just saying, I don't know what's going on. I have no idea where this pace is or, you know, where I'm supposed to find it, things like that. What's going on? Ferrari revealing after the session uh, that uh, his chassis was cracked. So they're going to have to change that. They think that if they can replace everything in the exact same spec as what was on the car uh, when he headed into qualifying, that he should be able to line up in his grid spots. Um, but yeah, just going back to the Red Bull and the strategy for tomorrow, Ariana. Um, yeah, it's funny hearing Verstappen in the press conference. He basically just said, I'm used to it. It's usually just been me against the two Mercedes for the last uh, couple of years since Daniel Ricciardo left. So he doesn't seem to be too bothered. But you're right, it does it does remove you know a big factor for Red Bull to maybe to maybe try and get him ahead of Hamilton. Well, again, this is this is assuming, of course, that the the penalty doesn't drop him down, which I'm pretty sure it will. Yes, this is all uh, provisional until we get that confirmation. Now, we are nearly at time. Well, we're very nearly at time. Uh, but looking ahead to tomorrow, as we keep saying, we don't know how things will unfold. We do expect that there will be penalties coming. Uh, how do you think the race will inf- unfold as a whole, not just necessarily with the battle between Max and Lewis, because of course we also have these, this battle between McLaren and Ferrari. Uh, we have the Alpines up there in the mix as well. We have Pierre Gasly who put in a fantastic performance and Yuki Tsunoda up there as well. How do you think things will unfold throughout the race? Do you think we will end up with a situation where there's limited overtaking and things sort of continue pretty much in the order we're going to start out? Or as the season it keeps uh, keeps doing, do you think we'll get some surprises? I th- uh, it, it sort of depends just how easy overtaking is going to be. If, it, if overtaking is absolutely impossible, then I think Alpine and AlphaTauri, wow, what, what a great opportunity they've got, If assuming these penalties coming, as, as we say. Um, but yeah, in terms of the race strategy, I think it's going to be a one-stopper. I think Lewis Hamilton will start on his mediums. He'll race away. He'll come in for his hard tyres, and then that'll be the end of his weekend. Uh, it, you know, Assuming it plays out like that, I don't think we'll see him on TV very much tomorrow, to be perfectly honest. Um, but yeah, what a great opportunity this is, though, for Alpine, because... Pierre Gasly almost single-handedly because Yuki Tsunoda Yuki Tsunoda's been very good this year but he's also been very 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 inconsistent and has made some big errors at times Gasly is, is, is on his way it seems to getting Alpine uh, to getting AlphaTauri the fifth place in the Constructors' Championship but Fernando Alonso is starting right behind him so therefore that's a fight that's a real interesting fight to watch it's going to be absolutely fantastic so as a McLaren and Ferrari I think McLaren should be suddenly very encouraged you know um, if Sainz who did magnificently actually I, I, I meant to say earlier about Carlos Sainz Jr got through Q2 on those mediums just about you know he was very close to being knocked out but brilliantly um, did that and ah it's just unfortunate again it's the same with Verstappen he's done excellent driving probably going to be undone by the yellow flag penalty assuming again as we say that coming um, because you know the hearing isn't until um, uh, lunchtime tomorrow 1pm here in Qatar it'll be about 10am in the UK and then there's various other you know the other hearings come that's Verstappen's hearing at 1pm anyway I'm getting sidetracked again because it's getting nice and late and obviously gone completely mad um, but no um, if science gets that penalty Norris will be starting ahead, Leclerc, you know, further back with his issues. So, you you know, it's, it's advantage McLaren in, in that fact. Um, you know, faster cars starting down the order does create intrigue. Um, I think some 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 teams could well opt to try a two-stopper, especially if they're starting on the softs, start on the softs, do two stints on the mediums. So there are options, um, but it could go either way. It could be very dull or it could be pretty interesting. Nice fence sitting there. well we are obviously hoping for an exciting race tomorrow uh alex thank you so much for joining me to discuss everything not the easiest uh podcast because we don't know where things stand right now but make sure you join us again tomorrow 
at the end of the day we'll be having our extended podcast of the race where we'll be bringing you all of the updates everything that unfolds on track and really digging into all of the action so make sure to join us then but thank you so much for listening today and alex once again thank you for joining me to record Well, a huge thanks to today's sponsor for bringing the show to you for free. They are Party Casino, your first choice for sports betting. And, of course, Formula One, who will be the winner next time out? Who's your favourite? Who's the outsider? And who might you want to bet on? You can, of course, bet on this year's Drivers' Championship as it goes down to the wire. But not just Formula One. Check out the sports section of Party Casino for the Premier League, Championship, Bundesliga or La Liga, or maybe all about tennis, horse racing or MotoGP. Any one of 39 different sports in Party Casino. And hit the slots with the full Party Casino experience with jackpot slots, the best Vegas games, roulette in the life casino, and of course, blackjack as well. Partycasino.com has now got a safer gambling section on the homepage so you can play while staying safe, learn how betting works, and manage the time you spend online. So, when you're ready, let's get the party started with 50 free spins on Starburst. How do you do it? You go to autosport.com slash partycasino. In three easy steps, sign up, make a deposit of 10 quid and enjoy 50 free spins. That's autosport.com slash partycasino. Open to UK residents over 18 years old. Read full terms and conditions at partycasino.com and please gamble responsibly. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Message and data rates may apply. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head, comb it over, wear a hat? Just stop. This is in 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration experts, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to anyone that texts EASY to 203203. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad, because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they're ahead of the curve. They use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. And the best part? Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let Bosley show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text EASY to 203203. That's B-A-S-Y to 203203. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.